Support for the Fact Checker podcast is provided by New Pioneer Food Co-op. Celebrating 50 years as Eastern Iowa's source for locally and responsibly sourced groceries with stores in Iowa City, Coralville, and Cedar Rapids, and online through Co-op Cart at newpi.coop. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gazette's Fact Checker podcast. Uh, my name is Michaela Ram. I'm the Gazette's healthcare reporter. I'm Elijah Decius, the Gazette's feature reporter. I'm Marissa Payne, the Gazette's Cedar Rapids government reporter. And I'm Erin Jordan. I'm the Gazette's investigative reporter. Well, dear listeners, this one uh, might be a little bit of an interesting um, conversation. I um, struggled a little bit on this fact check, not just because of whether or not the thing and the statement was fact-checkable, but um, sort of kind of pulled apart for me um, what our role as fact-checkers are and sort of what, um, you know, whether statements can be interpreted or taken on their face. But before we kind of get into that, I just wanted to give you a little preview of um, might be a little bit different conversation today. But um, to get started, uh, we are going to be checking a statement made by Iowa Representative Marionette Miller-Meeks, who represents Iowa's 2nd Congressional District and is also a licensed physician. Um, she uh, has made a statement around coronavirus mitigation strategies recently. Um, and I know we've checked her in the past for um, some statements that she made that may be kind of at odds with her, um, her degree. But uh, this time around, she has joined a number of other House Republicans who have sent a letter to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control Prevention calling for an immediate end of mask mandates in public transportation settings. And uh, to tie in with that letter, she tweeted on March 10th, um, in specifically targeting uh, the Transportation Security Administration, she said, there is no scientific reason for the TSA to extend the current mask mandate, especially given the high quality air filtration technology on planes and the new CDC guidance. So to step back and give you guys some background on this, for those who may not be in the know, uh, Miller Meeks is referring to the TSA's announcement a couple weeks back that it was going to be extending its uh, mask requirement for transportation hubs. So that means if you are in an airport, a bus terminal, on a subway, a train station, you are required to wear a mask under federal guidelines. Um, it had initially been set to expire on March 8th, but the TSA expanded it by one month to April 18th. Um, and the move is at odds with some new guidance from the CDC that allows the majority of Americans to unmask in public places. Um, so essentially, based on your community transmission level and sort of hospital capacity and all these other metrics, the CDC has determined that if you live in a county or are currently in a county with low, quote, or medium, quote, uh, virus transmission levels, you don't have to wear a mask in the restaurant, in the gym, all of those places that we were asked to mask before. Um, and, it, and to be fair to the TSA, this was based off of um, their decision to extend their mask mandate was based on CDC guidance. So it was interesting, um, Miller Meeks, and, and this is kind of where things get tricky. Um, as we always do with the fact checker, we reached out for comment from her office, kind of for sourcing, for context behind the statement. And the spokesperson for Miller Meeks' office who reached out really kind of took on a different tone from the tweet that Miller Meeks initially sent and tried to maybe change the story a little bit. So um, 
The spokesman said that the representative is, quote, fully aware of science and agrees with mass um, that can help slow transmission and protect immunocompromised individuals. However, they argue that what Miller Meeks was trying to do was call into question the logic of the CDC's decision to end mask mandates in all other public settings except for public transportation. Um, in an email, the communications director wrote that um, it makes little sense, quote, to continue wearing masks on public transportation, but not in public settings. Um, and to, to kind of further underscore, the communications director went on to say that the congresswoman fully supports masks use and, um, you know, says people should wear a mask if they choose to do so, but it should be optional. It should be their choice to wear one. Um, and then he goes on to say, as a congresswoman noted, quote, given the high level and quality of air filtration on planes, I think you're safer on an airplane than you are in a restaurant or in a gym. So before we kind of have a discussion on sort of the tweet versus the statements that her office is providing, um, I thought it would be relevant to provide some evidence, you know, what scientific evidence there is on mask use, right? Um, and so for context, the CDC said that they decided to offer this guidance for public transportation because, um, you know, public transportation increases your risk for catching and spreading COVID-19. Um, often in these settings, it's often difficult, if not impossible, to stay six feet away from people. You're touching um, commonly touched surfaces. You're exposed to these, you know, shared spaces. And um, often you're in these close proximities for long periods of time, right? You think about an airplane, you're sitting within six inches of three people, two people at least, um, for a prolonged period of time. And so the CDC said that they, um, because people may not be able to distance themselves a minimum six feet, um, this was really kind of the reason why they, they have opted to extend this, um, this current mandate. And so it is true, um, you know, that, that, you know, if you think about sitting on an airplane or a bus or things like that, it's hard to kind of distance yourself. And if you kind of think of other public settings, say you go to a restaurant or you go to a gym, you have a little bit more freedom of movement to maybe distance yourself or sort of choose the people that you're around. Um, and so to, to dig into these air filtration systems that she was talking about. So um, according to the International Air Transport Association, most modern aircraft have these things called high efficiency particulate air filters, which are these mechanical air filters that are meant to rid the air of small particles like dust, bacteria, pollen, things like that. Um, and these types of filters can help reduce uh, certain types of airborne contaminants that include viruses, according to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. So it is true that they do aid in reducing transmission. However, public health officials agree broadly that one, COVID mitigation strategy is often not enough. Um, this layered mitigation approach that we've been hearing a lot over the past two years is really key. So, um, you know, when you use these air filtration systems, in addition to masks, that's going to reduce your risk of getting COVID much further than just using one or the other. Um, and then, you know, for good measure, I threw in some research from Harvard um, about the use of face masks. So really kind of discrediting Miller Meek's initial statement that there is no scientific evidence supporting mask use. I, I think that's, it's safe to say that's false. There's lots of scientific evidence supporting whether or not mask use is good, whether it's effective. But um, what I wanted to talk to the team about today is sort of this um, 
the the fact that the statement from Miller Meek's office is a little bit at odds with the tweet that she said, you know, in the tweet, she makes it seem like, you know, no scientific evidence ever supports mask use, but then her office kind of changes the tone and says, no, she understands the science behind masks. She supports mask use. It just should be optional. Um, so we'd like to open it up to the team and, and kind of get your thoughts on um, sort of that discrepancy here. I thought it was the opposite way where like this, the communications person was saying that um, that there is no science behind mask use, whereas the, the Marionette Miller Meeks tweet was just focusing on the you know, why are we requiring it in public transit, but not in like restaurants and gyms? Because then that adds a kind of weird, you know, like we're, we're exploring the Miller Meeks point of, um, sorry, I had an office interruption, but we're exploring the Marionette Miller Meeks point of, you know, what's the, the public health benefit of masking in one setting over another, but then like, her communications team introduces this whole whole different facet of, you know, is mask wearing even effective? But I mean, I think both are, you know, as, as you mentioned toward the end of your fact check, just that layered mitigation approach that public health officials emphasize, you know, that just because we're having people wear masks um, and, you know, some people are still catching COVID, you know, whether they're vaccinated or not, you know, that's the point of keeping these mitigation measures in place so that way we can take a multifaceted approach to curbing the transmission of the virus. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I'll let others weigh in on, on that. I think that um, the just reading the initial tweet, um, there's no scientific reason for the TSA to extend the current mask mandate. Um, I, I so she's not saying there there's no scientific reason for masks. I think we have to be careful that we're not it, it, like making her claim broader than she is, you know, like she's talking about she thinks there's no scientific reason for TSA's extending the mask mandate. Well, TSA's extension specifically relates to to travel to to the CDC's requirement to keep it on travel, you know, modes rather than in all places. So, I mean, I almost think it's kind of irrelevant what her staff person sent us because that's not the public comment she made. You know, that came just to us, a limited pool of journalists versus the statement that she sends out to all of her followers on Twitter. Um, so, I mean, I think it's fine to include it if we want to, just to, you know, have all the context there. I'm glad to know that she supports the use of masks in some cases, because we've had other checks where we weren't sure by some of the statements that she had made. So, um, I think that's good. But I feel like we don't have to be bound to check that, too. Yeah, I'm not sure that I necessarily buy the backpedaling that, that we're getting from the staff here. It, it seems like this tweet has very strong, very direct language, and that's just not congruent with the explanation we're being given. You know, if they meant something different, you could have easily changed a few words in here to say what you mean, that, you know, masks need to be here and here, but not here, or in this place, but not this place. But, you know, you know that's not what they're saying here. Um and the TSA governs more than 
just planes. So if you're just talking about forms of transportation and um, she's saying she supports masks generally in other settings that don't have that filtration, I just don't think the statement holds up to that either. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really good point that Aaron made too, right? I mean, most of the public is just going to see the tweet and they're not going to see or, or try to make the, um, you know, try to think of the thought process behind like, okay, well, what could she mean instead or things like that? I think they're going to take that at face value and, and run with it. Um, so, okay, that's good to know. And I, I think that's also a good point about you know, this isn't, you know, about mask use. This is about mask mandates. Um, and I will kind of give a point in Miller Meeks' direction, you know, in the in the briefs and the announcements that I found from the CDC about extending the um, mask mandate in public transportation, you know, they say that, um, you know, there's more opportunity for people to uh, be exposed to COVID-19 in these settings, but they didn't really have data to show, you know, how much this increases your risk or, you um, you know, if we've seen a lot more infection or sort of spread of virus in these kind of settings than we have in any other setting. So I will give her a point in that um, direction. But I mean, I think just um, sort of their overall expl explanation of um, you can't really socially distance in these settings, or it's very difficult to, I should say, um, that in itself would kind of increase risk. I think that's, I think that's a fair statement, right? And there is scientific evidence to support you know, that six feet of distance is pretty crucial when we talk about um, whether or not somebody's been exposed to COVID. I think that the check would benefit from some of that background you just mentioned, though, the idea that there's not a lot of research about infection rates on transportation. Um, and for that reason, um, I mean, I would support a, a, a grade, a little bit higher grade than an F. Um perhaps a D um, because of that, you know, element that there, that there's not a lot of intense research about infection rates in on public transit versus like restaurants and other things. I don't know, you know, that's just my thought, but like definitely whatever, you know, no. other people. Yeah, may have no, I, I agree. I think that would be important context to include. Um, yeah. Because some of the, um, uh, sourcing that Miller Meeks office pointed me to was around about just how there's not enough research on the effectiveness of mask use generally, broadly, not even kind of discussing, you know, transportation versus other public settings. Um, so, no, I think, um, I mean, just kind of as a point in that direction, I think there is um, a broad desire for more kind of research on these subjects, too. So I, I think that's fair to her credit, too. Um, but to say that there's no scientific evidence to support it, that's that's an entirely different subject. I mean, if we take away just like the mode of transportation element of it, and we focus on um, like what the CDC mentioned in the, in the brief that they published about, um, you know, how this is really intended because people can't socially distance, uh, you know, on airplanes or in public as easily as these other methods. Like we still know the science behind social distancing is strong. So, you know, do we consider that differently since we, you know, we know the evidence behind social distancing, whether or not you're on an airplane or in a restaurant. And like that, that's the whole point of having this mandate. Yeah, that is a good point. I don't know what, what you guys think, if there is more um, sort of credence to research on social distancing and, um, and, and that as well. What I'm wondering is, 
I, I mean, first of all, I'm wondering whether she wrote the tweet herself or whether it was from her staff. Do we know that? I, I don't have the answer to that. Sorry. It's, it's her account. So I'm going to assume for all intents and purposes, she wrote it or she has to take responsibility for it. Um, I'm just wondering if she, when she thinks of TSA rules, if she thinks, if she was just in a narrow mindset of thinking about planes and if she wasn't thinking about other forms of transportation here, because this is so focused on the filtration on planes. And I mean, given the filtration on planes is pretty good. Um, I don't know. I'm that, that, that just keeps running through my head for some reason. Yeah. And I mean, that's a good point because for context, when I was, um, you know, doing this research and reading a lot of articles on this topic, um, apparently there's a big push from like airlines and other travel industry experts that they want these mask mandates gone because they've seen um, a pretty big increase in incidents on airplanes. You know, we've all seen the video of the everybody getting off the plane for one person who won't wear a mask, things like that. And I think they're sort of a fatigue about those incidents and they would like to avoid those incidents in the future. So I think there is, I think con- Congress members are probably hearing a big push from these big agencies to, Hey, we don't want to be dealing with this anymore. Do you think we could end the mass mandate? Right. But then you, you know, you think of like a subway situation um, where you're crammed together, you know, on a car subway car, I don't know what their filtration systems are like, you know, or, or, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it's good to, 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 to maybe express, as Elijah said, that this is all transportation. I think you have in the check, but just something good for us to think about maybe. Yeah. You definitely made that clear in your analysis. I was just, I'm trying to think what was going through her head at that time. Um, I mean, given the backpedaling that we're getting from her staff, it's just, it's two different things here. Mm Mm-hmm. What do Elijah and Marissa, what do you guys think about the grade? And to, and a caveat, um, you know, I, I'm definitely thinking about the grade differently. I think um, initially I'd set an F on this grade because, you know, just on its face, there is scientific evidence to support this, but um, that, that was a very, you know, tentative, put it in parentheses type of grade. So I'm, I'm really kind of open to what you guys would think would be best in this situation. I mean, if we're going solely on, there is no scientific reason. I mean, that's that's a yes or no answer. Either there is scientific reason or there isn't. So if we're basing it on that, it's an F. If you want to give some credence to some other part of the statement or, or to bringing something else in, I could see it being changed. But just on that statement alone, I would say an F. Yeah, I mean, I think I still lean toward an F just because, you know, as I mentioned, the social distancing, like we know that science, so there might be some uncertainty surrounding, um, you know, whether all the airplane-specific mitigation measures, um, sorry, can't hear, um, here, I'll just, like, re- redo that part, I guess, um, okay, um, so going back to what I said earlier about the you know, the, the social distancing, I'm still leaning toward an F because for, for me, I look at it as we know the science behind social di- distancing. So even though we may not be entirely certain on, you know, what is the scientific evidence behind these like airplane specific COVID mitigation measures, um, it, you know, we still know enough about like how the virus is spread in general with social distancing. And that's like what these mandates are geared for. So for her to say there's no scientific evidence 
I disagree. Yeah, I'm curious what, what you think, Aaron, because I know you were thinking a D initially because of, um, you know, the specific lack of research between like transportation versus other settings. Yeah, I mean, her tweet talks about the TSA mandate. Um, there's no scientific reason for the TSA to extend the current mask mandate. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can I can get behind an F, but I also understand, um, you know, that that maybe she Miller Meeks would like to see more evidence that there's been transmission on planes. Um, and it's, it would be nice for us if there had, if there was clear cut evidence that there had, is more transmission, um, on public transit. But, um, if the group feels better about the, about the F and feels like it stands with, you know, that that matches the, the claim, I'm good with that. Yeah. I mean, I think my thought process for assigning that a grade initially, I mean, when they say there's no scientific reason, right. So there's no basis in which to make this decision, you know, and I, and I think, you know, to Marissa's point, what we know about virus spread and what we know works, right. This layered mitigation approach, masking, social distancing, air filtration, whatever it might be. Um, we do know those things are effective in at least reducing. Um, so that was sort of my my thought behind it, you know, to say there's none, zero, um, I don't think there's any legs to stand on with that particular thing. Um, and so, I mean, I can certainly kind of do some extra work if that would make us feel better. Um, you know, what research, you know, try to dig into what more research there is around public transportation specifically, or maybe kind of um, dig into some of that a little bit more specifically, and maybe to kind of reword the check a bit to um, give credence on Miller Meeks about you know, maybe this research in this particular area is lacking. So it is fair to kind of want more information around that. Um, I can certainly tweak it with that if that would make us feel better too. I think it kind of depends on what grade we're going to give, you know. I mean, if we're checking it just solely on the fact that she said there's no scientific evidence and we don't think that's true, you know, that there is some scientific evidence. And then I don't think, you know, I mean, you need to dig into that a whole lot. Maybe you could just include like a sentence saying that, you know, it would be nice if there, 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 there seems to be a shortage of studies showing transmission rates in public transit versus other places, but that doesn't negate these other things about the layered approach to COVID transmission. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and to your um, point earlier, Aaron, too, right, um, with the the office kind of trying to backpedal or maybe offer this other context or sort of change the meaning behind the tweet, um, I can certainly include a sentence, too, that, you know, we considered this, but because this information wasn't widely known to the public, um, it doesn't really kind of negate what she said in the initial tweet. I don't even think you need to say that. You're giving them their chance to, like, you're you are more than generous, I think, with giving them like two paragraphs to kind of say, provide their context. You know, I mean, I don't think yeah. we we have to check a, a, a private statement they made to us, you know, verify its accuracy. We're checking the statement that she made on Twitter. Yeah, very good point. OK, no, that's good to know. So I will I will stick to that. And um, OK, so it sounds like we are finalized on an F then team. Yeah, I think so. I think some um, 
other added context um, that might be good to put in here is kind of the reasoning for the CDC's most recent um, change in, in widespread public mask use. Um, I know I've, I've read a variety of different things, and some of them essentially are saying part of the reason is that with mask, mati- with mask fatigue and a generally lower risk than there has been in the past, they um, have to let people take the mask off while they can. Otherwise, people won't take them seriously when they need them to wear masks. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it certainly seems like CDC is sort of playing, um, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say a gamble per se, but I, I do think they are kind of considering their options, knowing like Omicron, it, it was more transmissible, but it caused less severe disease. So like, what do we give weight to in this sense too? Well, and it's giving um, some um, acknowledgement of how much of a burden wearing masks can be, you know, in terms of your communication, in terms of other factors, psychological and otherwise, um, to, to have low transmission and to still require, the, you know, you know it's, it's kind of like saying we're going to walk the walk. We've said that you need to wear masks when it's, you know, at certain transmission levels. And when it drops below that, we need to also say you can take the mask off now. Yeah, absolutely. No, good point. And I will, I will definitely include all that context in here too. Um, yeah, definitely good. I think this is the first F we've given in a while. I think if I remember correctly. Yeah, it could so be. Gotta be prepared for that. <laughs> um, okay, well, great. Well, moving on. Um, Aaron, I know that you were looking at a couple potentials for next week's podcast. Yeah. Um, so I put a couple out there to the team, um, one from a Democrat and one from a Republican. Um, the first is a claim from Abby Finkenauer, who is running for um, U.S. representative um, in, I believe, what would be the new second district, if I have that right, um, in Northeast Iowa. She said um, she tweeted, the Affordable Care Act was signed into law 12 years ago today. Since then, Chuck Grassley has voted to roll it back 12 times and even voted to take away coverage for folks with pre-existing conditions. Um, and then... So that's a little bit like the Affordable Care Act is a little bit of an older piece of legislation, but it's interesting because Chuck Grassley, or actually, so let me, so correct myself. I'm sorry. She is running for Senate. She's running against Chuck Grassley for Senate. That's so he would be her opponent. Um, and then the other claim is um, from Senator Ernst, um, Joni Ernst. She, you know, a lot, there've been a lot of tax price um or no, I'm sorry, gas price claims. So this one from hers said, gas prices in Iowa are $3.18 per gallon, more than 60% higher than this time last year. Um, POTUS, so Biden's misguided energy policies have led to this crisis. So this one's a little tricky because, um, you know, it's sometimes hard to prove cause and effect. And that there's been a lot of debate about that, whether Biden, how much control he has over the gas prices, but it's been so talked about. And, you know, there's even people putting like little pictures of Biden, like sticking them to gas pumps and things like that. I almost feel like this, that one would be maybe of more value to check at this point. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. We should, I think we should do the gas um, check right now. It's pretty, yeah, you know, people are, Obviously not happy that gas has, you know, gone up in cost. Although it has been starting to drop a little bit. So I don't know. 
Don't jinx it, Elijah. I don't know what we would attribute that to, but... <laughs> right. Is that also POTUS's fault? Yeah. Is that also from his policies or is that... I mean, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Because the Republicans have pushed back on Joe Biden's policies. All those stickers on gas pumps people have been putting. It changed his mind. So, all right. I will take that one for next week, and then maybe we can keep the Thinking Hour one um, in the hopper for the following week, unless something else comes up. Sounds good. Yeah, good plan. Well, all right. Well, I believe that is it for this week's uh, Fact Checker podcast. Um, our podcast is produced by Stephen Colbert. Our fact checks are edited by Craig Jamalis, and our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm Elijah Dishas. I'm Marissa Payne. And I'm Erin Jordan. And we will fact check you later.